0: The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media.
1: This is WrestleManiacs with Waylon and Tyler. Join us as we break down all the exciting action regarding the WWE that keeps us all watching. It's WrestleManiacs with Waylon and Tyler. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It's WrestleManiacs Episode 5. I'm Tyler Peters, and joining me, as always is the man, Waylon Myers. Waylon, how are you doing, my friend? Let's talk some wrestling. How about it? I'm doing all right.
0: What is up, all you wrestling maniacs? Sorry that we had to post this episode 15 minutes later. We was having some difficulties backstage with our internet. And now we hope that it's fixed And if there's any mistakes throughout the show, please forgive us.
1: Yeah, things are going to happen, Waylon. It's part of it. Uh, You never know when these uh, instances occur. And uh, I'm ready to get to the news. And let's talk some Raw and SmackDown and just everything WWE.
0: All right, everyone. And before we start, we just want to say... Enjoy this show. If you love what you are hearing, please spread it with your friends and family. And right now, we are going to get started with some breaking wrestling news.
1: And beginning with the breaking news, some speculation on the broadcast rights negotiations sees WWE Raw leaving cable possibly. Per reports, WWE is trying to secure a new deal for their raw brand, their program, and it could find a home, Wayland, regarding a station owned by Warner Brothers Discovery. Amazon Prime Video might be a possible destination. Also, if FX gets it, think of this as a packaged deal involving Disney and the TKO group because such an agreement relates to ESPN renewing their current deal with the UFC. So, Waylon, there's a lot to uh, unpack there. Give me uh, some of your uh, thoughts as it pertains to the speculation of Raw possibly leaving Cable. Well,
0: if Raw leaves Cable, hopefully they will go to uh, broadcast That will not be so expensive so that people can afford to buy or to make sure they have money to be able to watch Monday Night Raw, wherever Monday Night Raw will go. I just hope that it's not like $69 like pay-per-views used to be back in the days, you know what I'm saying?
1: I hope not either. I, I'm liking the Peacock deal uh, for like premium live events and the content you're able to, to receive on there. Uh, so it's going to be very uh, unique to see where Raw lands. Uh, we, we know it's probably not going to be USA anymore going into a later time. Uh, so I'm anxious to see if they're going to be on Warner Brothers Discovery. If not, Amazon Prime Video might be a logical choice. But you think about what I just read in, on my notes, Disney in TKO and with UFC now with the, the two merge as part of the TKO group what we're discussing is UFC and the WWE it, it brings a lot of uh, fascination to i think those who read and and follow the story to see where uh, the company and their uh, flagship show for so many years as it pertains to Raw is going to wind up wayland
0: absolutely I can't wait to see where it goes. Hopefully, it's for the best.
1: And WWE star Charlotte Flair, the multiple-time women's champion, uh, shares a video of her first day of rehab following her knee surgery. Uh, It was Dr. James Andrews, I believe, the famed doctor in Birmingham, Alabama. From the video that was on her TikTok account, it showed two uh, physicians, I believe it was, Probably physical therapy would probably be the proper way to describe the uh, the video on what we were able to see if you got an opportunity to watch it. I am just so happy to see her able to move her knee for the first time, and she shares some other videos uh, as it relates to this knee surgery. So Waylon, uh, we just wish her the best, and I know it's going to be a long road of recovery. But we cannot wait to see Charlotte Flair back on WWE TV.
0: Absolutely. Best of luck to Charlotte Flair. We know when she returns to WWE, after she is recovered, she will be back better than she was before. So, God bless Charlotte, and here's to a Speedy recovery. I
1: agree.
0: And then, on Tuesday afternoon, WWE has announced a new addition to its production department. They announced that Lee Fittain is now the new head of media and production. He was backed by more than two decades of production experience. So good luck to Lee Fitting in his new role in WWE. Tyler, what's your takes on this news?
1: I think it's a terrific hire. If you research Lee Fitting, he oversaw the production for Monday Night Football and college, uh, game day college football game. So he has a lot of great media experience. Uh, you just said it, Waylon. And uh, Kevin Dunn was instrumental in overseeing mm-hmm. the production for the company, uh, meaning WWE, and we all uh, read about it and heard and were informed that he was leaving. Uh, Nick Khan sent the uh, information out as an executive for TKO and, and to have Lee fitting. I think it makes sense due to uh, the exposure with other sports and to bring it into the sports entertainment realm. So I, I think it's a good hire. Absolutely. So, good luck with your new procession. And
0: now, WWE Superstar Sheamus has been out of action with a shoulder injury that he received during his match with Edge in August. According to a different, according to different report, it sounds as Sheamus could be returning in the next couple of weeks. This could mean that he could be returning for the men's Royal Rumble match. Which is just a couple of weeks away. Which the pay-per-view will be in St. Petersburg for So far five men has been declared for the match. Including Shaman's longtime friend and rival Drew McIntyre. So could Shaman's be returning in time for the Royal Rumble we will find out in the next couple of weeks. Tyler, what do you have to say to this?
1: I hope it's true that Sheamus appears at the Royal Rumble. It would definitely make things uh, fascinating. Uh, I've got nothing but admiration for what Sheamus has brought to uh, the wrestling industry as a whole. And uh, I just uh, wish him nothing but the best after having this uh, this injury or, or the surgery that goes into it. But I I would be glad to see uh, the Celtic uh, Warriors show up and, and give us some fighting out at the Royal Rumble.
0: Absolutely. So this does it for breaking news for this episode of WrestleManiax with me, Waylon, and Tyler. Tyler it is so nice to be back this week. Last week, there was a lot of mistakes, but we still nailed it and finished off strong. I just want to say that last week, we forgot to play the Outro venue. So this week, we will make sure that you guys get to see the outro video. We were just so sort of excited to be back after New Year, and we were just so sort of exciting about a lot of things, and it just sidetracked me. So, this week, we will have the outro video. Tyler, how has your New Year been?
1: Oh, my New Year's been fantastic. Can't complain, God is good. And hey, I get another chance to, to be on here with you, Waylon, for a Another episode that's going to be so wonderful uh, concerning WrestleManiacs, episode five. And I'll tell you before we get into Raw and Smackdown, Waylon, uh, we need to inform people where they can find us on social media.
0: Yeah, Tyler Pita is going to let you know right now about social media.
1: I sure am. On TikTok, it's at WrestleManiacs with WT for Waylon and Tyler. On YouTube, at WrestleManiacs with a hyphen, Waylon and Tyler. Facebook, WrestleManiacs with Waylon and Tyler, and Instagram, WrestleManiacs with Waylon and Tyler. You get the picture. So you're going to find yourself with no trouble finding us on social media is what I'm getting at. But there was so much information, even as it relates to social media, where you can find WrestleManiacs. So there's no excuses, everyone.
0: Absolutely. So there you go. We, so, so. Follow us and spread the word to your loved ones and friends. As we are live, once a week, bringing you all the incredible action of what we all love the most, WWE programming. And
1: And we, we love it.
0: Yep. And now we... We're going to get in to this, last week's Monday Night Raw. So we hope you enjoy the results and recap from last week Raw.
1: Now, beginning this edition of Raw from last week, as Waylon just mentioned, we see Drew McIntyre and CM Punk have a confrontation in the ring. It was emanating live from Portland, Oregon, and Drew McIntyre first was in the ring and stating how he desired to be a world champion. Again, he was disappointed in himself, and he placed the blame uh, on himself, even, and that Damian Priest cost the Scottish Warrior his title match from the previous episode of Monday Night Raw. He mentioned CM Punk, and maybe he should leave the company for, I believe it was nine or ten years like CM Punk had left and then reemerged into the company. And he started having issues with Punk, mentioning his name, and then what do you know? The music hits, and CM Punk has arrived. And this is where the interaction gets very intense. CM Punk first puts over that Portland was historic for another Scotsman. Rowdy Roddy Piper, the hot rod himself, and then addresses Drew McIntyre. He said, listen, go ahead and tell me how you're feeling. I mean, that's one thing about CM Punk and Drew McIntyre you can always count on with these type of situations in the ring. And I think it's important, Wayland, because it, it builds anticipation, our excitement level is both clear for the Royal Rumble. And so I wanted to go to you, Waylon, and ask you this important question Are you liking what CM Punk and Drew McIntyre did during this live in ring promo? I absolutely
0: did. I found that it was amazing. I cannot wait to see where this takes them in the now feature. Could we see a Drew McIntyre? versus CM Punk in the now feature. I cannot wait to see who's going to eliminate who at the Royal Rumble in a few weeks away.
1: And I think their paths have been similar too. That was just the, the last point I was wanting to make, Waylon, is that Drew McIntyre also had to leave and come back and reinvent himself after he was deemed the chosen one by Vince McMahon, if you look at the history, and CM Punk left with his own version of baggage, and now to see these two collide possibly, I think, draws all our intrigue in knowing that Drew McIntyre also has an issue with CM Punk makes everything that much more interesting. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I 100% agree with you, Tyler. And now on to action. We saw Finn Balver versus Tomasa Champa. In this match, we saw Finn Balver fire off Shoners on Champa mid session. But Champa responds with a back elbow. And a chop. Fen Balver connects with a drop kick and a pair of elbows to Champa's head, then fires several white right hands. He then sends Fen Balver crushing into the top turnbucker face first. But Damien Priest captures his attention, opening the door for Balver to send him crushing into the announced desk. Face first. Damien Priest hops up on the apron and discharges Champa. But Gagana pulls him off. Damien looks to send Gagana crushing through the announced death with a razor edge. But Champa delivers a knee off the apron. Fen Balva looks to takes advantage and delivers a brain buster to him into the rain. But Gorgeno grabs his anchor from the outside, opening the door for Champa to pin him for the wren. The mouse was awesome just like the miss say. And I just have to say that these males are did an amazing job doing this match, Tyler. What are your takes on this match?
1: You could tell that Champa and Balor knew each other going back to NXT. Uh, these guys can put together just a fine matchup. And what you just described—I mean, these guys had chemistry. It was—it was smooth. I mean, there—there there was not a lot of missteps on their behalf. And I, I like the interference by Priest and also Gargano even up the odds to trip up Balor, uh, is what I was getting at and helping his uh, tag team partner when it's an attack team scenario, DIY, be successful in this contest. So there's not much more to insert there because you did such a fantastic job, Waylon, but that's just my brief uh, thoughts. And uh, I just think these guys deliver each and every time. I I like the pairing, and it doesn't mean it's always going to be in a team situation. It can be versus the other. And uh, I think nothing shocks me when you're explaining a match where you've got uh, two athletes like Tommaso Champ and Finn Balor that can tell a uh, just terrific story inside the ring, as those two do.
0: Absolutely, 100% agree with you, Tyler.
1: And Becky Lynch is getting interviewed by Jackie Redmond, and this is continuing the story between her and Nia Jax, and she declares for the Women's Royal Rumble, and she admitted that she underestimated Nia Jax's ability a little bit, especially with the right hand that broke her nose back in 2018 that busted her open. Uh, on a previous episode of Monday Night Raw. But Becky Lynch is always confident. She's always got a vulnerability. And she admitted when she uh, does not take her opponents as serious as one might imagine. I'm not saying she didn't know she was going to be a threat, but I think she was so confident, Waylon, that she had to admit that, hey, listen, Nia Jax has improved. I think she's came back better than ever. And this is not over, but I still have to focus on other opponents in this women's Royal Rumble match. And I think that's why you have these interviews to sell that. And it was very crucial uh, to have Becky Lynch uh, doing this interview because if she can't have a match, you want to hear what Becky Lynch has got to say. She she can articulate so well and get the issue over.
0: Absolutely. 100 percent agree with you, Tyler.
1: In Kaiser versus Kofi Kingston, uh, I like Kaiser being aggressive. As you can tell if you're watching along and viewing the images, Kaiser started out very intense. Uh, If you remember, it was Giovanni Vinci from the previous week had got injured, so they were tying it into the storyline, and I don't mind it because it adds some believability, and it makes it credible, and you've got to have that with these characters. And these personas is another way you could you know describe what you're seeing, the action, what causes these guys to want to fight each other and have a contest and wrestle. And I'll tell you what I put down, because I put some actual notes. What I liked is that Kaiser dominated. Kofi would come back when he needed to, when it was necessary to get a flurry to make you think he's he's got some hope. And uh I mean I think they did a a very good job. It was a double count out, but it's the end. It's not just the match itself, it's what Kaiser was doing afterwards where he drop kicked Kofi Kingston and he went against the authority, against the officials and and the referees and the security. He was not going to stop till he got the job done, mission accomplished and Kaiser believes that Kofi made it personal by taking out Vinci. So I like how you can blur the lines with the story and what happened in reality with the injury.
0: Absolutely. I find it was awesome to see. He's just think I don't have my tag team partner with me, so I'm going to be more of a hell, and I'm going to get revenge and payback, even if it means I have to attack Kofi Kingston.
1: You're absolutely correct.
0: So a nice job on your notes, Tyler.
1: Well, I appreciate it, Waylon. I tried, and uh, I'll tell you what. I, I don't know about you, but are you enjoying uh, this presentation of Kaiser? Just real briefly, and we'll move on.
0: I am. I think he's such an amazing athlete. He does good with what he does in the rain.
1: So yeah, He certainly
0: does. Yep, absolutely.
1: And Jackie Redmond is a busy lady. She's uh, interviewing Kaiser afterwards. And Kaiser made it known that this has became very personal. That's why he attacked Kofi Kingston after the match and why he came at him with so much intent to harm him due to what happened to Vinci. We've already discussed it just momentarily, and that he knows Gunther. He's starting to feel the pressure from the Intercontinental Champion, the leader of Imperium, that he's got to get the job done. It's up to him. He's the lone wolf, at least for this week. So Kaiser, it's pretty self-explanatory, Waylon, as to why Kaiser would act in such a way.
0: Absolutely. 100% Tyler. And now, we went to Michael Cole. He introduced Nia Jax. Michael Carr points out that Nia Jax shocked the world when she defeated Becky Lynch. Now, Nia Jax got onto the microphone and she said, "One is so shocking. She says she told everyone that she's a different version of herself and tells Michael Carr that it would be shocking if she broke his face. <laughs> now that was good. Paul Michael Cole, right, Tyler, he doesn't he doesn't really feel well with the female talents, especially his incident with Bailey. You know.
1: Correct. I mean, Michael Cole's just doing his job, and he he does it so well, but he's not finding anybody that is gonna not want to hit him or something. Nia Jax, I think, was threatening to punch Michael Cole. Uh, you just feel sorry for him. But he, he's doing his job uh, perfectly. And Nia Jax, just what I wanted to say just very quickly, Waylon, is after the, the Nia Jax-Becky Lynch match and, and Nia able to get the victory and, and this whole uh, interaction between her and Rhea Ripley, it, it's making people believe in Nia Jax since she's returned back with uh, the company. So I, I'm liking what they're doing with her.
0: Absolutely. Now, Naya Jackson, she's focused on the 2024 Women's Royal Rumble and earning her WrestleMania match, whether that be against Eeyore Sky or Rhea Ripley. Okay, so Rhea Ripley came out. To interrupt Naya Jack. She said, Naya Jacks likes to talk a big game, and she's acting like she already won the Royal Rumble match. She reminds Naya Jacks that she was the one to eliminate Naya Jacks last year at the Rumble. So she said, Defeating Lynch. Is it her? She said, Naya Jacks doesn't own the women's division. And if she wins the rumble, it's in Jack's best entrance to keep her name out of her mouth. Naya Jacks said to Rhea, Rhea is the most dominant women's champion. She laid her out when she returned. She says, Rhea is too scared to face her one-on-one, and she will choose to face Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania if she wins the Royal Rumble match. So, Tyler, what do you think of the back and forth between Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax?
1: I found it was important for Nia Jax to hold her own. Against someone with the star power of Rhea Ripley and being the one of the women's world champions. And I, I'm telling you, I am uh, enjoying this uh, presentation of Nia Jax. And I, I never thought I would say that out of respect to her. It's nothing against her personally, but it's her, her character. And I, I believe she's got even better upon her return. And I, I think it's important going back to CM Punk and Drew McIntyre to compare. The, the men and the ladies uh you got to have these kind of confrontations to set up your your stories and your big time matchups so I find it interesting that Nia's all, already part of me selected uh Rhea Ripley if she does in fact win the women's Royal Rumble and uh I'm all for it I, I'm actually uh looking forward if we do indeed get the matchup between uh the eradicator and the uh and Najas
0: Absolutely. Everyone, we want to say thank you so much for tuning in to WrestleManiacs. If you're in the comments, just please leave us comments. Say hello. Let us know what you think fond of Raw and SmackDown, and we will get with you momentarily. And now, on to the next thing that transpires on Raw. Shensteak, Nakamala... Blind signing Connie Rhodes backstage. This was very interesting. And I can't wait to see what happens next. Tyler, what do you find of this backstage statement?
1: Uh, I thought my, my first and initial impressions were Wayland regarding the backstage segment between the American Nightmare and Shinsuke Nakamura is for Cody and Shinsuke, we, we've seen all the mind games, the the, uh, the psychological warfare that Shinsuke has betrayed on television with the video packages and by him ambushing Cody, but then Cody getting the upper hand only escalates to what we would see later on in the main event, and it w- they made it a street fight. It created a scenario where it's not your ordinary typical matchup. They're able to use weapons. They can take it anywhere they want to in the arena. So it op- it opened up uh, some avenues of creativity for what you could do with these two superstars and the match itself. The story they could relay to us, the viewers and the fans attending uh, Monday Night Raw.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tyler. Oh, anytime. And, You're very welcome. And now we go on to Kanan Carter and Katana Chance, pouring on the Women's Tag Team Championship against Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin. Okay, so Carter and Chelsea begin the action. Green delivers a job kit to Carter that sends her crashing to the outside she chases her back in the ring, but Carter catching her with a kick. Chance tags in and pins Green, but Green kicks out. Carter tags back in and delivers a kick to Chelsea's jaw. Chelsea sends Chance crashing into the manor turned before Piper Nevin tags in and delivers a cannonball. Kota takes in and delivers a farm arm to Chelsea. She delivers a kick to her, then follows it up with a leg drop and sets her on the top turnbucker. She joins her up there before Chance takes in and joins them up there. Chance delivers an awesome hurricane honor with some assistance from carter tyler what did you find of the hurricane Anna?
1: i think it was an innovative spot i mean that's something that has been uh, part of their uh, their offensive arsenal when you're uh, speaking of the women's tag team champions uh and carter and uh, katana chance and uh they just keep impressing me with their athleticism they may be smaller but they they make up for it as far as what they can do in the ring and the way they are attacking their opponents using their quickness and and these type of maneuvers wayland it, it's uh very uh amazing to watch
0: absolutely then koto tags herself back and and, double, and they double team on Chelsea with her. Green sent up the up pretty on Carter, but Carter fights her off. She pins Carter, but the referee being the free count late after being distrusted by chance. Piper Nevin tags in and delivers an elbow to Carter's spine. She goes for a pen but Chance breaks the far. Chelsea sends her crushing out of the ring with a kick before Carter does the same to her. She then delivers a kick to Piper Nevin's jaw, but Piper Nevin sends her crushing into the mat. Chelsea tags in and helps Piper Nevin climb up to the top rope. Chance pulls Carter out of the rain. Piper does not know what they did. Chelsea Green is the one laying there, and Piper delivers a Vayner bomb on Chelsea Green. Then Chance takes in and delivers the can stand with Carter to Chelsea for the win. So here you winners and stare. The women's tag team champions, Kanan Carter, and Kontanya Chance. Let us know in the comments what you found of this tag team match from the women's division. Tyler, I want to know your takes on the match.
1: Uh, The miscommunication uh, between Piper Niven and Chelsea Green was telling. Uh, It makes me wonder how long they're going to last as a team, even though I've enjoyed their run as a tag team, and they were the former tag team champions. It was important for Chance and Carter both to retain the belts and, and they have been defending them uh, effectively. I I can see why WWE believes in them. Uh, And they were exciting on NXT uh, before coming up onto the main roster. So um, the uh, possibilities and the potential, we we may overuse those terms, but I'm just going to have to keep doing it because, They are just so dynamic. It's almost hard to uh, put into words how their in-ring style would entail when you're uh, discussing the women's uh, tag team champions, but I I thought it was overall, Waylon, a solid matchup.
0: Absolutely. And now, ring announcers are not talked about a lot, but look how beautiful Samantha Irvin is in that white dress.
1: An attractive lady, yes, uh, Samantha Urban is, and does a just a terrific job. I mean, what a voice she's got. Not only can she sing, but she does ring announcing. And uh, I believe she is uh, actually in a relationship with Ricochet, the WWE mm-hmm. superstar. So it's kind of neat how that evolves. And uh, she is just doing amazing. I mean, to, to see some of the clips that you don't get to uh, have the opportunity during Raw or the premium live events, whatever she is doing, it is uh, remarkable. So I'm very happy for her. Uh, She works hard, and and that is a difficult job. Uh, You know, I tried it a little bit, but not on that level. And I I can just tell you, it's a lot harder than it looks. Uh, So she is, I mean, she's a pro.
0: Absolutely. She is amazing. And a face of WWE Hall of Famer, for sure. I gotta be. Alright, everyone. We are moving on to the next statement of law.
1: This, uh, to me, proves why we need more our truth in our lives. Even if he wasn't involved, or excuse me, involved in wrestling, uh, he just he he brings it. I, I can see why he's so valuable to the brand, to the company. I mean, because he he's very versatile with. What all he can do. Uh, not only is his in ring work just fantastic, yet his comedic wit, uh, how he uh, contributes to the role, and, and this whole Judgment Day angle, uh, as you can uh, see with the kids. I mean, the whole tribute video, I, I don't want to say a whole lot because do yourself a favor and go view our uh, Truth's Judgment Day tribute video where he actually uses these words, Waylon, live, laugh, and love, which I thought was just appropriate. And to mm-hmm. have Damien Priest at least love the video, and he's getting some enjoyment out of it. I, I think it's safe to say, everybody, whether you're in Judgment Day or not, or you're just a fan, our truth continues to reinvent himself. And, I mean, he's just incredible. I, there's no other way to say it. I, even when I think, well, we're getting a little too funny, uh, I can deal with it if it's our truth, though. There, there's something special about his talents when it comes to the bringing the humor uh, to these segments. Actually, still believes he's a, a member of Judgment Day. JD should be out of it. He, he still uh, holds that in high regard that JD is not a part of Judgment Day. So I think all in all, that that's just been uh, done very well
0: way right. and look at that MS baby Damien baby Finn baby Dom right. baby Rhea baby true that's just so cute
1: <laughs> no it is what, what, what a nice touch I mean only WWE's production and our truth the talent <clears throat> With uh, talk about a tag team when it, when it's done right it's uh, no matter what you're wanting to convey it uh, it gets the job done
0: absolutely and I just want to say real quick, come say hello. We will love to hear from you. That's me typing in the comments. So if you want to come into the comments, feel free to do so. And we will say hi throughout the show. Right, Tyler?
1: Yeah, please do. We, we love hearing from everyone and. Uh, Yeah, the comments are so crucial to the success of this program. Uh, Just like Waylon aforementioned, we want to hear from you.
0: We absolutely do. And now back to Monday Night Raw.
1: And this match impressed me. Uh, The Miz just gets better and better. The farther along in his career. And uh, JD is so athletic. I mean, his capabilities. When you're referencing the athleticism from the uh, Irish superstar, not only does Finn represent Ireland and Becky Lynch, but JD McDonough. Uh, you can see his progression keep getting uh, better and better as well. Like the Miz throughout NXT, and these two, they just put on a show. I mean they they did what they needed to do. And you can see the kicks by The Miz across the chest, the upper chest to be more specific on JD if you're uh, watching the image. And I I just like the way they they told the story in this Mm -hmm. matchup, Waylon. And uh, I'm anxious to get your perspective on The Miz and and JD uh, regarding their match.
0: Absolutely. I find it was awesome between both mans. I think it's awesome that they shut JD up. (laughs)
1: If nothing else to quiet him down, uh, when mm-hmm. you're referencing JD and and what do you think the Miz is uh, bringing some Ric Flair to us with the figure four leg lock? Oh, that was incredible! Yeah, please continue. And and the skull crushing finale, the Miz is on a roll. He
0: I mean, is absolutely,
1: a, uh, yeah, back to back wins. If I'm not mistaken.
0: Yep, absolutely. I would love to see the man's has a title, Sean, again. It's
1: well overdue. He's very deserving.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: 100%. And Seth Rollins comes into the ring looking all stylish. He's the WWE uh, champion. He puts over the two big events, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. He proclaims, actually declares, it's the year of Seth. And we have Jinder Mahal interrupting. He interjects. Mahal complains about Rollins being a revolutionary. He doesn't buy it. He's insulting the champion verbally. And we see Gender and Bush, Rollins, because of what Rollins said previously, that everyone rightfully overlooks Jinder Mahal and Rollins would get the comeback and super kick Jinder Mahal. So there was some good action and uh, interaction, even verbally, between the two superstars. So Waylon, I wanted to ask you this question. Do you like Jinder Mahal in this role? Because if you re- recall, just recently we saw him come out and run down the country Uh as it concerns the U.S., and then The Rock would show up and come out. And it was a similar situation, even though this was still very different. I mean, do you like Jinder Mahal in this role?
0: I think it's very interesting, to say the least. It's about time Jinder Mahal is back on TV, and he's not with the two other guys backstage, helping them, training them. So I would like to see if, Ginger will One day become a WWE champion again I think it's interesting To see what he is doing You know
1: I'm cheering for him and and just uh, Real abruptly here uh, Tell me what you liked about the segment
0: Oh it was Incredible Ginger Mihal tried to attack Seth Rollins but Seth Rollins Came back and kick him in the face like you see in the image. I think it's incredible. It's shoving you the Seth wall and say he doesn't care how big, how tall, who you are. No one is going to take the title off of him.
1: No, I, I could not agree with you more. I mean, I, I, I concur. It's uh, It's been very uh, interesting,
0: Absolutely. I mean, to say the least. Absolutely. And then on to our next match. We have Ivor versus Artis. Ivor delivers a kick to Artis midsection. But Ortiz responds with a back elbow. Ivor levers him with a sent out senton before a power bomb. And then he goes for the pet. But Otis kicked out and delivers the catapult. Tyler, before I continue, what do you think of the catapult?
1: Um one word comes to mind. It's it's entertaining, uh, the way Otis does the caterpillar and then drops the elbow. Uh the one spot I just wanted to add briefly, Wayland is uh, when Otis caught him. I I believe it's in the image where Ivar tries the high risk and Otis would catch him and slam him. Uh, That, to me, uh, stood out. And I'm not uh, very high on having big man versus big man all the time. Uh, I think you got to change it up. And I'm not saying they're not doing that. Uh, However, uh, Otis and Ivar were working hard, so I'm taking nothing away from these two competitors. I, I just... I don't know. And, and you can help me out. I'm not enjoying the uh, the big guy and big guys much. I, I've got to be honest.
0: I agree with you, to be honest. Because having big guy, big guy, so much can go wrong. The rain could break, you know, kind of like Big Show versus Bronx Starman,
1: man. Uh, yeah. Brock
0: Lesnar versus Big Show, you know. It's just from time to time, yeah, but. Week after week after week after week, no. Not so, no. Any anyway, little repetitive. Yeah, absolutely. So after Artis did the calipeter, he goes for the pen of his own. Ivar kicks out, and the pair in stage strikes before Ivor delivers a spinning back heel kick and a moonstone off the top for the rent. So how is your winner, Ivor? So Tyler, were you, were you satisfied with this match? Or would you have loved it to have been given to someone else?
1: Um, I don't know if I was satisfied with the match. It didn't bother me. I, I know you have to have certain matches that have Ivar or Otis. You, you want to please all your talent the best way you know how uh but for me my preference uh, i'm just growing a little tired of the big man versus big man i'm not saying it's uncommon in wrestling we we've had it and when it's done correctly it's uh it satisfied me but to say this was uh my choice a- in the moment uh, i have to say no but once again i'm taking nothing away from Ivar and Otis cuz they're athletic big men It's not like they they're all methodical and slow not that there's anything wrong with uh methodical and slow, but you do want to see some kind of movement in the ring and, and, and that's just the thing. So, uh, I mean, that, that's all I can, you know, summarize is just the match was, uh, was so, so I, I mean, I got to start being honest. I mean, I want to compliment everybody and be respectful, but we got to start being a little more open about our, our opinions.
0: Absolutely. 100%. Now, we don't really have to have two big guys going at it. What about during the Anit 2 era? When we had, like, the Grey Collie versus Hogswagger? Or uh, Big Sur attacked Hogswagger. Could you see... Wouldn't it be more interesting of a story to see a little person versus the big guys, you know? Make it interesting. Because if you have yeah, big it, guy versus big guy, it's just it's it, it's annoying week after week after week.
1: It is, but here's the problem with having like I get get why they had Hornswoggle. He was another comedic element to the story, but when it's such a size difference, it gets a bit ridiculous. So you want me to believe that person's got a chance? There was something different about Rey Mysterio. A lot of people would say, "How how can you?" Not say that Rey Mysterio versus The Big Show, for example, are a great conley. These guys that are seven foot or over it against a guy my height or something or a little taller have actually an opportunity to, uh, you know, overwhelm like a David and Goliath scenario. Uh, but Rey Mysterio could actually do it. I mean, there. I don't know how you would depict it. Uh, Rey Mysterio was in a different category with all due respect, and I would – Hope he would be against Hornswoggle. And I, I like Hornswoggle. And I get why uh, WWE was having to do it, especially depending on the era. But I, I just, when it's Hornswoggle versus Kali or something, I mean, come on. You got you to gotta give me a break. Make me believe. Suspend my disbelief a little bit.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. This is what, what the third match that Ivor and Ortiz has had in the last couple of months.
1: Yeah, and they had it with Bronson Reed. And and I'm not taking anything away from the big guys. I enjoyed it. It's been a formula in wrestling. So, I mean, they're still utilizing that. It's just when is it becoming kind of the same matches? Even if you're athletic, you've got to kind of change it up or at least have a match quality that if it's the same story, make us invested. I, I know it's not going to be like a Bret Hart match or a Shawn Michaels match, but give us something. I'm not saying it's gotta be like those guys, but just give us a little something. I, I think we gotta be more open to new ideas, but yet whatever worked before in the past can still work today. And so Absolutely. I, I kind of get the old and new school a little bit. I, I like a balance is what I'm getting at.
0: Absolutely. Moment disagree with you, Tyler. Let us know in the comments your opinion on seeing big guys versus big guys all the time week, after week, after week. Let us know your opinions on that.
1: We Because it's very
0: important to hear from everybody. Absolutely, 100%. All right, guys. Are you guys ready for the main event of Monday Night Raw from last I'm ready. week? We have Shen Steak Nakamala versus the American Nightmare, Connie Rhodes, in a street fight. Now, Connie Rhodes fire up right hands a Nakamola spine. The action spelled to the outside and the pair bar up the ramp. They exchanged right hands at the top before Rhodes sends Nakamala crashing into the barricade trice. Nakamala delivers a right hand by cards, connects with one of his arm, he follows it up with an elbow to the back of his neck, then sends him crashing into the announced desk, Med section face first, and then Connie Rose gone a water barter and he sends him crushing into the rain steps. He then dumps him into the rain and ascends to the top. Nakamala rolls back to the outside and grabs a broom. Now, Tyler, what do you thought of the broom?
1: I think as long as it's logical, it's within the realm of possibility, and they could get away with it because of it being a street fight, due to what we mentioned earlier with the ambush attack by Shinsuke on Cody Rhodes. So you're able to kind of not limit yourself, but you still want me to buy, oh, this could actually happen, even though it's entertainment make us believe in the physicality. It's still very physical. It's not ballet. what they're doing. It takes a lot of hard work and toll on their bodies. So, uh, you know, I didn't have a problem actually with a broom because why not? You see everything else like a, a tease. Maybe it's a home Depot low sponsoring these matches because you get tables. I mean, there's chairs when, when it gets too gimmicky and, and too, uh, where you, you're going to find out and, and where there's no logic or believability, that, that's where you draw the line. I mean, you, you can't blur them too much, but with a broom illustration, you know, I'm not going to tear it apart too much because it is a street find. Like I said, that's what opens up your creativity and in, in ways you could approach a match of this style.
0: Absolutely. So, after he grabbed the broom... He hits Connie Rose with it, then curls under the rain to grab a candlestick. He cracks it across Connie Rose's spine. Connie Rose hits Nakamura with the stick repeatedly. Nakamura gapes him across the top rope and delivers a knee to his med section. Then fires off, kicks, and locks and a textant cover Leave before he fires off more kicks. Connie Rhodes rescends with a power sim and a disaster kick, then grabs a table from under the rain and slides it inside. Nakamala blindsides Rhodes and hits him with a pair of knock chunks. Then climbs up the barricade near the timekeeper area. And looks to find them in hand. Rhodes catches Nakamala with a right hand and grabs a chair. He looks to spin his red mist into Connie Rose's face, but Connie Rose ducks out of the way, and Nakamala spray the red in into Timekeeper's face. Paul timekeeper Tyler what do you thought of that
1: it was unfortunate uh for the timekeeper but for Cody it was an honest mistake because he had been misted before by Nakamura so he was trying to find a way out of trice. instinct to get to get away yeah
0: yeah he was red mess trice like knock but anyways uh, yep absolutely He then attacks Connie Rose with a chair. Nakamala cracks the chair across Connie Rose's spine and sets it up in the corner. Connie Rose sends him colliding into it, and the two exchange strikes. Rose connects with a pair of elbows on Nakamala's head. Nakamala gets Rhodes on top of a table and delivers a pair of double knees to him of the top rope. He then pins Rhodes, but Rhodes kicks out. Nakamala grabs a second table from under the ring and sets it up in the corner. He sends Connie Rhodes crashing into the corner with the chair sent up in it, spine first. Then the levers a released German suplex and a knee of the menor rope. Connie Rose catches him with a kick under his jaw, then the levers a penigree and a cony cutter. Nakamura charges on him, but Connie Rose sends him crashing into the table in the corner. He then curses Rhodes for the rent. So here is your renner, Connie Rose. He celebrates with the crowd as Portland, and the show goes off the air. Tyler, what do you find of this incredible main event to Monday Night Raw?
1: I was uh, wondering how they were going to end the match, the, the finish, the conclusion of it, in other words, and, and it, like you were relaying, Wayland with the, the table spot, on the turnbuckle and seeing where Nakamura was trying to finish off the American nightmare. Then Cody, uh, you mentioned it uh, with the, uh, the crossroads, uh, a lot of the moves that, that set up his finish to end Nakamura. My question would be, is this going to be the end of their feud or will they continue? So there, there's a lot to try to, uh, to think about as it relates to both Cody and Nakamura. But overall, they gave him plenty of time, even through the commercial breaks. And I thought for a street fight, it was pretty good.
0: Absolutely. It was an incredible match to see. It's just poor typekeeper. It's interesting to see when the announcers and the timekeeper and the bell ringers and stuff. Gets involved in the WWE action. It's amazing. And Samantha Irvin said her god for 2024 is to not get ran over by the superstars.
1: Well, and that's uh, easier said than done because you're you're right there ringside, so you never know what's to expect or, or what's going to happen in a lot of ways when you're so close to the action.
0: Absolutely. At this time, everyone. We are going to go into commercial break, and when we will come back, we will read your
1: comments. So stay tuned. Whoa, breaking down the current news and results of WWE, we hope you're enjoying WrestleManiacs with Waylon and Tyler.
0: That's right, Tyler. Hailing and reacting to recent news and results of WWE is mind-blown.
1: Please subscribe to the YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash at WrestleManiacs, Waylon, and Tyler. And give the show a like and ring the bell so you get notified when we are live, meaning we are going live.
0: Also, check us out on our Facebook profile pages as they will be included in the description.
1: And I also want to tell everybody about a podcast that I have on SJP World Media called Toddler's Takedowns, where I discuss old school wrestling and the wrestling of today. And a special shout outs to Positively Awesome Wrestling. And Chain Wrestling, who's also a part of SJP World Media.
0: Whether you love Raw or SmackDown, we bring the best of all the incredible performers of WWE.
1: All right, and now back to WrestleManiacs with Waylon and Tyler. Welcome
0: back, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this commercial break. Me and Tyler had fun proving it together. Right, Bunny? Yeah,
1: every time uh, we play the commercial, it's so interesting to hear it back. But, yeah, I, I thought we did a pretty good job, and, and we worked hard on it. We practiced uh, over it several times. But, yeah, it's always uh, unique uh, when you play it. I have a good time. I have a a good laugh as well when I'm listening back.
0: Absolutely. Raw is three hours, and we discuss everything about Raw in over one hour. Impressive, right, Tyler?
1: Uh, I would say impressive because for a three-hour show, for us to only talk about it in one hour, it's saying a lot.
0: Absolutely. And now we are going to take this time to say hello to you all in our comment section. All right. We have Steve Fox in the house. Woo woo. He says all truths. My favorite Judgment Day member. Right, Steve?
1: It's hard to argue with Steve. I mean, I think R-Truth's becoming everybody's favorite Judgment Day member. It was Dominic, and now it's R-Truth. Hey, it's what's up, Steve?
0: Hey, yeah, what's up, Steve? We are so excited that you are out this week. And then my oh, we... mom says,
1: hello, peeps. Hello, Miss Tracy.
0: And then Ginger is a goon hell. Yes, he is, Steve. Yes, he is. And then, I, yeah, I
1: would also say, yeah, gender. They going need
0: well. to give the big guy versus big guy a rest. Yes, they do. It's getting odd quick. Yes, it is. Like Tyler was saying,
1: you actually got one thing right at least. You know, my mom say.
0: says non a fan, and then Steve says possibly unpopular opinion. This feud between Sexting and Connie did not did nothing for me. Nothing against either talent, but it just was an underwhelming, in my opinion.
1: Maybe Steve wants to see more intensity. And hey, it's it's hard not to uh, say he's he's got a uh, legit point. Even though we're liking it, that that's what makes this thing cool. I, a lot of you that comment don't don't always have to agree or be fans of of what we like. So I think that's important absolutely. to add to the conversation. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Steve Fox is one of our former co-hosts, as we used to do the after wrestling show. Remember when we did yeah. that last year?
1: Yeah, I do remember we did the after wrestling. Uh, review show, and Steve was our third man. I mean, if me and Waylon were the NWO, then Steve was Hulk Hogan. Right. The absolutely. Turn on everybody, but it was a good turn because it, it changed everything. So Steve was very knowledgeable. I always uh, have a good time discussing wrestling with you, Waylon, and Steve. So, Steve, it, it's always great to see you in the comments and Miss Tracy and, and whoever else. You're, you're very valuable to what we're doing, and we appreciate everybody's support, don't we, Waylon?
0: Absolutely. And my original talk show, Standing Strong, you have Tyler Peter as the one that is introducing my talk show. And he's in the commercial with me. My mom does the Lord's Prayer and Steve Fox, the one that was in the comment, he does the introduction videos of all my guests. And he is doing such an incredible job with them. Right, Tyler?
1: Oh, correct. I think both Steve and your mother, Waylon, are doing such a fabulous job with uh, Steve doing the guest intros and your mom doing the Lord's Prayer. I think that is so encouraging, too, to hear her do the Lord's Prayer. Absolutely. And Steve has good times. He, he's enjoying it. I, I can tell. It, it shows when you hear him introduce the guests.
0: Absolutely, 100%. That's the all of the comments for now. If you're watching WrestleManiax, please leave a comment. Don't be afraid to say hello. We will love to hear from you. Even if you're not a WWE fan and you turn in and you're, oh, I don't want to watch this, just say hi, and then you can leave. And if not, that's okay too. We are just here to have fun.
1: That's what it's about. It's a good time. Fun is the the key word, and we're just fans. You don't even have to watch WWE. If you just want to check out and like what we're doing, please like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, representing what me and Waylon are doing. And also, you see the social media platforms uh, where you can find us.
0: Absolutely. And now, Tyler, is there anything you would like to say One time before we get in
1: to SmackDown. There's just one more thing. I am just uh, having a good time. Uh, It's just uh, hard to believe we we got through the raw portion of the program. And now I'm looking forward to seeing what our thoughts are as it relates to the SmackDown portion. So I'm ready.
0: All right, everyone. Let us know in the comments. If you are excited for SmackDown. All right, everyone. So here we go as we are going over SmackDown.
1: And SmackDown gets started so brilliantly because you see the general manager, Nick Aldis, confronting the bloodline. And let's lay the groundwork, Waylon before we explain what's in the image and and what transpired. We were supposed to get an opening matchup that featured Grayson Waller with Austin Theory versus Cameron Grimes. But what followed and ensued would have Grimes getting beat up by the Bloodline members, Solo and Jimmy Uso. And we would see security come out, including the general manager, Nick Aldis. Paul Heyman tried to claim that they are not the bad guys. A typical wise man move. What a motive. Is something else you could uh, say there? And that they should not be blamed. You know who's at fault? It's Nick Aldis. And Whalen, helped me with the line. He called him a James Bond wannabe. I thought it was terrific. But I can't say enough good things about how good Nick Aldis is doing as a general manager. And uh, so if you had to give an estimate, or assess the job of Nick Aldis, How would you rate him as the GM of Friday Night SmackDown?
0: Everyone, let us know in the comments what you will be Nick honest as the general manager. I think I will of- give. Uh, yeah, I think I will give him a nine point five of ten because I personally feel... One of the all-time favorite general manager of SmackDown in my book will always be Stephanie McMahon because she did an incredible job when she was the general manager. So I'll give Nick on it a nine point five, or maybe a nine point nine.
1: So well, there you go. So even a little more than just a nine. I- very intriguing and and Stephanie would be hard to uh debate as far as uh, the the SmackDown General Managers but Nick Aldis just uh gives this cool suave vibe i mean he's he's got the the british accent be- coming from england he's uh, a great wrestler in his own right nwa champion uh nick aldis has been just uh important in his role as a authority figure a general manager i like how he said to Haman, we're not on equal ground. I'm paraphrasing. I, I, I'm the boss here. I, I don't care what the bloodline tries to pull. And he did say that due to what happened last week with Roman Reigns, his interference, and all of the bloodline, that we're going to get a three-on-three matchup for the main event later tonight. And he instructed the wise man, Paul Haman, to find That third man, because what I was getting at is Roman Reigns was not present. I got a little ahead of myself, forgive me, to face AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and L.A. Knight. So it would be up to Heyman to recruit a new member for the bloodline. And we'll find out a little bit later on as we progress through the SmackDown review. But Waylon, uh, give me your perspective on this confrontation between this and the bloodline in the ring for SmackDown.
0: I found it was very really interesting. I think it was well done. And I, I don't know, we will discuss more about it in the comments when we go over more of SmackDown, but do you think there's anyone who will really, really team with the bloodline?
1: I think it's a, uh, a great question. Uh, it would be hard to see who would have the history or, or want to trust the bloodline for them to find a tag team partner. But as we'll go on, Waylon, uh, we'll find out more of the answers. So that, that's more reasons to watch it and comment, whether you watch us live or even the replay.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so please do
1: that as well. The replays are so important to what we're doing.
0: And if there's anyone in the comments that was raw in SmackDown, let us know your opinion on last week's episodes. Please do. And now, moving on, we went backstage and we saw Paul Heyman, Jimmy Yusa, and Charlotte Sukarno backstage because they are worried that they will not have a tag team partner. But Paul Heyman is assuring them that he will find them a tag team partner. Tyler, what do you think of this backstage thing with the bloodline?
1: I like the dynamic of Jimmy showing concern, yet his sibling Solo is confident. He wants to overcome the... The challenge of finding this tag team partner and that Heyman is trying to uh, be confident and remain strong that, listen, Reigns is not there, but I am going to be on the lookout and talking and doing negotiations with whoever I can, even if I have to bribe them and do the typical Heyman deal, you're going to have a a tag team partner hopefully by the end of the night. So I, I like how... Already, we went from the confrontation to the backstage segment because it all uh, relates and ties into the story that they are telling because it's episodic TV, so you have to have this element, even with uh, wrestling, or you could say sports entertainment.
0: Absolutely, 100%.
1: And this tag team match was definitely creative. We talked about innovation when we were discussing Raw, we got a fast start. It was the LWO. It was Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wild taking on Hilberto Carrillo and Angel Garza with Santos Escobar. Selena Vega flanked the LWO. We all know the history, or at least I should say most of us that follow the product when you're watching WWE. But it was a quick beginning, the LWO. We're flying all over the place, using the ropes, doing a lot of the Lucha Libre style. But there's a lot more to these teams than just saying it's Lucha Libre, putting them in a category. They, they did a lot of chain wrestling, a lot of scientific uh, movements. So you got a lot of nice transitions here. But it would be some consistent teamwork from both. But firstly, it would be consistency by Herberto and Angel. Del Toro was outsmarted. That was a, an important part of the matchup because it, it re- relayed the momentum changer. By Escobar's men, uh, it would be Garza and Carrillo that outsmarted Del Toro. I'm going back to the point to clarify that he went through the middle and top rope and crashed on the outside floor. And that's how come the complexion changed in the matchup, the momentum. It was a key point. Wild produces immense movesets, so does uh, Del Toro. Uh, Like I said, both teams were getting uh, their offense and defense in, just like any great sport. It's not all offense you could say special teams in a sense and use those analogies even with wrestling. But Waylon, I wanted to get your thoughts on that double press slam spot from the top turnbuckle that Garza and Creo did I believe it was on one of the uh, members of LWO. I, I know it was one of them. I can't remember if it was Del Toro or Wild, but either way, it was a just an impressive spot.
0: It was a badass moment. It's if it won't, I won't be surprised if it's a holy shit moment of the year. I found it was awesome. It was incredible to see.
1: It's possible it, it was a moment, but what finished off the match? Was, uh Carlito and, and Santos Escobar had their issues prior to this edition of SmackDown where they were snowed in in Lincoln, Nebraska in the Midwest. All this uh, weather was coming in, but they, the show must go on. And you would hear the music of Carlito and you thought, hey, Carlito's coming like he normally would down to the ringside, but not so fast. He sneaks up behind Santos Escobar and bushes him. They brawl and you would think, the advantage would go to LWO, but not so fast as it would be Garza, who used the bottom rope to pin one of his LWO oppositions to win the match. One, two, three. And it would be the team of Angel Garza and Hilberto Carrillo. It would be Escobar's men who would be victorious and win the match.
0: Absolutely. I thought this match was incredible. I don't have any negativity. To roast this match. I think it was well done.
1: It was a lot of positivity for me. And a shout out to New Day. Big E there. Absolutely. And uh, Kofi Kingston. Speaking of him. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and all those guys. Just just wonderful.
0: Yep. And then. We head to a backstage statement. Eck honors meet with Carmelo Hayes. Hayes looks to ask honest about the Royal Rumble, but Grayson Waller and Austin Faily interrupt him before he can. Hayes then gets into a verbal exchange with Felvey and Roller, leaning honest to make a match for later on tonight, Carmelo Hayes against Austin Felvey. Tyler, what do you find about this?
1: statement from SmackDown. Uh, for me, Waylon, WWE sees the writing on the wall with these NXT stars. It's good uh, cross-branding and Carmelo Hayes. I mean, this is evident that we're going to get him on the main roster. I like the uh, the meeting with Nick Aldis. Uh, we, we've already praised him as the general manager of SmackDown. To have Austin Theory, somebody else like Waller that came in from NXT that they have got over. They became big stars on TV, and to, to hear Grayson Waller uh, get this thing started between Hayes and Theory was uh, was compelling. And we're going to have a match later on. This segment set up a match between Carmelo Hayes and Austin Theory. You got two studs that were that got their their journey started in a similar fashion. As it regards NXT. So I, I mean. I'm just excited and looking forward to, to when we get to discuss this matchup.
0: Absolutely. And then everyone. We went back to another backstage statement. So after commercial break. We see LWO running to Paul Heyman backstage. Heyman hands colita and Appa as he possesses a partnership between Jimmy Yusha and Charlotte Sakala in the main event. Kalita says the only fight he wants is the one against Center at then takes the apple from Paul Heyman and leaves with the rest of L.W.R. Tyler, what do you find of this with Paul Heyman and Kalita? And aren't
1: you hungry for an apple? I was just about to say, now I want an apple. I am a little hungry. I I was just about to say, Paul Heyman is so clever, and uh, you can see the smile on Carlito's face. The the facial expressions tell a story, and Heyman's going to try to connive and and get his way and and do his recruiting and, and anybody that he sees, and he, he's got a history in some way with all these uh, superstars, and even if it's, it's a small one. And with Carlito, and, and it doesn't matter if he's got a pass with him or not. He's going to try his best to uh, find that member f- for his uh, team, the Bloodline, uh, as it concerns the main event later on uh, on this episode of SmackDown.
0: Absolutely. And I just have to say, it is awesome to see Kalita back in WWE.
1: Yeah, Carlito has always been in terrific shape and looks even better. Uh I'm with you. I, I love uh getting to witness Carlito more on WWE TV. And uh he's been away uh too long. I know he's still been active and in wrestling and making appearances, but to have Carlito back in the, uh, such an important way, uh makes me happy because I, I'm a I'm a fan of Carlito.
0: 100. I, I want that
1: apple. I mean, Paul Heyman is, is enticing me. It's uh, him and Carlito both. Now I've got to get an apple when we get done, <laughs> done with this podcast.
0: <laughs> now, yeah, compared to the attitude, to Elva, Carlito is just so much more, and he just does things better than what he did during his first one in WWE.
1: Yeah, I think he's uh, this run's going to be a little more significant. But uh, taking nothing away, though, from his previous run. He still had some highlights. But it, it's hard to argue that he, he's got a lot more uh, momentum going into uh, this second run, this time yeah. around.
0: Absolutely. Everyone who is in the comments, let us know what you think of Kalita being back in WWE. And now, taking you on to some more non-stop SmackDown. That's what I have to say first, right, Tyler? (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. I actually was going to (laughs) cheer (laughs) him. You're going to cheer him. Go ahead and cheer him on.
1: Yes. We want more Logan Paul.
0: (laughs) Anyways, so we then head over to our venue. From Logan Paul, who explains that he's been in contact with his lawyer as he felt Kevin Owen's cast is a weapon and caused him a black eye. So he felt that if Kevin Orvin uses his cast again, he will cheat his way into winning the match. And Logan Paul doesn't want that to happen. So he said he is going to make sure that Kevin Owens will not be wearing his cast in the United States Championship Mount at the Royal Rumble. Now, Tyler, and everyone in the comment, let me know if I'm wrong. Didn't Logan Paul or didn't he not use brass knockers to win the title of Ray Mysterio to begin with? So what's the point if Kevin Arvin uses his cast or not?
1: I was going to tease and say I didn't see anything, but no, he did. Wayland, in all sincerity, Logan Paul, just he has the attributes, the characteristics and, and showing the Shiner. I mean, he just makes you not like him. You, you want to see this guy get beat up, but that's the goal. That's the objective. He's the heel. He's the villainous character. And Logan Paul, he betrays him in reality with his persona, you know, meaning his personality. I think he just, he brings another dimension to what he can do on this platform that is WWE. So I'm, I'm excited for what he and Owens are going to do at the rumble and, and next week. And we'll talk about it a little bit later after finishing the SmackDown review.
0: Absolutely. Before we continue on with SmackDown, we are just going to take the opportunity to see what's going on in the comments section. Steve Fox says, Affirmania. I think you guys might need a guest speaker bringing the excitement.
1: Well, Is yeah, that hey, a- you're welcome.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Absolutely. You could be our guest speaker, Steve.
1: Well, Steve, knowing it's going to be WrestleMania, the Hall of Fame, and SmackDown, we're going to need some uh, reinforcements. So Waylon and I are are not going to, you know, not have you on. I mean, because we'll probably need the the reinforcements to help.
0: Because if you guys realize or not, when we get into WrestleMania season and WrestleMania's over and we have these episodes with you guys, the first week's going to be okay because we're going to have the Raw and SmackDown before Mania with the Hall of Fame. But the following week, we will have WrestleMania Night Raw, WrestleMania Night 2, Raw Mania, and SmackDown Mania. That's going to be huge. So we might need a third person to help us.
1: We, we might need to make the tag, and it, it would be great to have Steve join us and, he definitely can bring some more excitement uh, to this uh, panel. So, yes, Steve, the invite's there, buddy. We could have a reunion of sorts, like Waylon mentioned earlier. Let, let's do it.
0: Absolutely, 100%. Steve also said, Nick, all this is incredible in the GM role. We'll also love to see him get in the ring again in the future, too.
1: Yeah, all this—it's it, a shame if you can't get him involved in the ring at least a few times. Because uh, we discussed it, he was the NWA World Champion. He was with TNA for a while, Impact Wrestling, and he's got—he's got an impressive resume, and, and that's why he's in the position he's in as a GM. So, but like Steve is saying, he—he he is doing incredible in that general manager role.
0: And then Kalita being back is very awesome too.
1: Yeah, Carlito, uh, you know, I, I can't say enough good things about uh, Caribbean Cool himself, Carlito.
0: Steve yeah. said, pound me in for reinforcement, fellas.
1: Well, and me and Waylon, we're just talking off air. And even during this this episode, we're going to need some help and a lot of assistance and and another tag team partner, because that's going to be a full weekend yeah. Uh, WWE during Mania weekend.
0: And it might be, who knows, it might be a two-hour, three-hour live, depending on all the excitement that will come our way. Because not only will we have epic matches, it's WrestleMania season. The Hall of Famers, the legend, they come out because they want to get titles. (laughs)
1: No, they do. You you never know what to expect, not only with Royal Rumble, the surprises, Elimination Chamber in Perth, Australia, but with WrestleMania in Philadelphia, the Hall of Fame SmackDown. You said it too, Waylon. I'm glad you reminded everybody Raw afterwards. So it's a full jam-packed weekend of just sports entertainment. Uh, I still like calling it wrestling, but I get why they branded it being a WWE podcast. I have to throw the sports entertainment uh, lingo out there.
0: And we are almost to Royal Rumble, so WrestleMania well, we will be aren't. there before we know of it.
1: Yeah, I, I think we'll uh, we'll turn around. It'll be summer again and then Christmas before we know it. So we better <laughs> enjoy, enjoy as much time. I'm serious. I mean, it, it, time is flying by, and it keeps uh, going faster with every year.
0: Absolutely. We hope we are giving you guys awesome news compared to the last three episodes. We hope this one is an improvement. We are episode five, so we are walking in. I think this is turning out to be a great source so far, Tyler.
1: No, it is, and Waylon, it's thanks to you. I I think the improvement's due to you because you're helping me with your notes and all that you do, the great editing that everybody sees, is uh, thanks to Waylon, the host. I mean, I'm just here, man. He uh, he makes the tag every now and then, but I'm – I hope I'm not sleeping on the job on the turnbuckle, so to speak, because that's actually happened before. That's, that's hard to believe with uh, some wrestling matches you, you hear. So I'm I'm very thankful to have him and be a part of this thing because, I mean, my goodness, if you were counting on me, you would have some trouble. Thank God for Waylon and this show. It's, it's doing a great job.
0: Absolutely. All right, everyone. We are going to get back into SmackDown. So here we go. So we have Bailey with damage control versus Bianca BL. Now Bianca BL rose up Bailey several times before going back into the mat. Now Bailey escapes with a back elbow, but BL levers. Her with a back bonnie job, she stumps over her daddy levers. A standing moose, now, as you can see, the standing moose in the picture how incredible was that, Tyler?
1: It just shows you the natural athleticism that the EST has. And I'm partial to her, anyways, because she went to the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee zone. One of the greatest, I think, is definitely going to be a future Hall of Famer. She's proven herself from her time in NXT on a collegiate level as a track star. I mean, she's just, you can tell. I mean, even holding her braid is what's even more spectacular as she is. Look at the way she's tilting her body. Uh, Mm -hmm. And poor Bailey just has no chance as much as I like Bailey, Forgive me. I mean, Bianca with the standing moonsault is just unreal. I mean, what we're seeing from the image. I'm getting more energy just visualizing and being a uh witness to it. And I'm even just a co-host on this show. So
0: Yep. Now Bailey connects with a right hand of B.L. But BL fires back with three Barney slams. What do you find of the three Bonnie slams, Tyler?
1: think there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, sometimes you get the three suplexes. I mean, I, I think we see similar segments of matches as long as it's telling the story. Cause sometimes if you're just body slamming the body slam, you want the move to have a premise. You want it to contribute to the match, not for the sake of, I can pick you up and show strength. That's all fine and dandy, but you want to have it to where it's tiny in. it's relatable to the story that you're betraying inside that ring even if it's outside the ring and you're doing certain segments of a match so i think it's so important but the way they do it it Mm -hmm. is definitely evolving story and i didn't mind the three power slams but there's always going to be certain spots you wonder should they do them is it too high risk even if it's not off the top turnbuckle it can still be dangerous so I think knowing these two ladies, though, they're such pros that I did not mind three power slams. Normally I go, oh, it's just a, or three body slams, excuse me. Uh, You know, I I normally don't mind it, but in this case, it it seemed to fit. So I can't really, you know, critique it too much. I mean, you got Bailey and Bianca. What, What more do you need? Right,
0: absolutely. So they continue on back and forth and doing their awesome things that they do. We went to commercial break. Back from commercial break, we saw Bailey has a submission lock on B.L. Now, B.L. escapes with a series of elbows to Bailey's med section, then levers her with a spine bosser. She follows it up with a drop kick and a shunner to her med section, then fires up with her right hands in the corner. Bailey ties Biel's Brain to the bottom rope. That would have got to her. Why right, Tyler having her braid tied to the rope?
1: Yeah, that's the only disadvantage. As much as it benefits uh, Bianca Belair with that braid, uh, it can be used against her. Uh, you know, as we saw watching the match, Bailey, you said it, Waylon, was utilizing the braid against her, her own hair. And I, I love seeing it because it, it's got reality to it. Why not? Not just gauzy eyes or anything. I mean, she's the heel, so that's what you got to do. And Absolutely. even if you're a baby face, sometimes you got to be desperate. So you just don't want to blur the lines too much because they'll mess with a good thing sometimes. It's what drives me crazy with anything. That, that could be any, any type of entertainment or sport. Uh, but I, I did like the spot. I, I think it's always uh, – Fascinating seeing how Bianca can use those braids or how her opponents, it plays into to their benefit, like I was saying.
0: Absolutely. And then she fires off right hands on her head, then rocks her with a knee and looks to land a second one. Biel trips her by using her braid, then frees herself from the bottom rope and sends Bailey face bouncing off the ring apron. A couple of times, she uses the ring purse as extra leverage to wear down her spine. But Bailey sends BL crashing into the ring purse. BL gets Bailey up on her shoulder on the outside and sends her colliding with the rain purse face post. She dumps her back in the ring, then fires off Shonda on her mech session in the corner and rips her, rip! the opposite one. BL then delivers numerous of surplus and rings down white hands on Bailey in the corner before hitting a backbreaker. Ooh, that backbreaker has got to her. Bailey whips BL. Absolutely. Bailey whips BL in the corner using her brain and changing charges on her but B.L. sends her crashing into the mat and connects with a spine-burn mercer. She delivers a right hand to her jaw, then sets up for the K.R.D. Bailey whips her in the corner, then ascends to the top and delivers an job. Bailey delivers a back elbow to B.L. and rolls her up, but the referee catches her feet on the rope. She sends BL crashing into the outside and follows her, then rings down a right hand and dumps her back into the ring. BL delivers a spell and follows it up with the K.R.D. for the win. So here is your winner, Bianca Belaird. Now, Tyler, what was your thoughts on this amazing back and forth between both of these female episodes?
1: I'm not shocked. I don't think any of us should be you knowing the caliber of both these ladies and as much uh, effort as they put into telling the story. Uh, you said it with a brain, and I like how every time Bianca would use her power it was kind of to the uh, favor of Bailey, though, because she found her opportunities. She selected her spots because she had more of the experience, even though it seems like Bianca would be the veteran. That's not the case. Bailey is. But yeah, Bianca, you know, held her own. Obviously, she has uh, against a lot of them Charlotte Flair, uh, Becky Lynch, including Bailey. And, and what I like too, uh, Wayland, is the story factor with damage control and Bailey, the the issues that we've talked about, you could see it because if you remember the spot, Bailey favored the, the knee to get the referee to be distracted. so she thought her teammates and damage control would attack Bianca so that that could help her win the match, but that was not the case. And then of course it was explained backstage and I, I'll leave it to when we get to it. But uh, to me, as good as the match was, what they're uh, telling between Bayley and Damage Control is very vital right now. Going into the Women's Royal Rumble match and, and into uh, Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania. That's, but I can't leave out Elimination Chamber in between the two premium live events. Is why I keep bringing it up.
0: Absolutely. 100%. All right, everyone. Back to the next part of SmackDown. So everyone, we went back to a video of Kevin Urban as he was responding to Tyler's favorite episode of all time, Logan Paul's message. What do you find about that, Tyler? <laughs>
1: I think it was clever. I should have known you'd uh, find your shot on me, and uh, that's fine. I'll I'll, I'll have to think of some myself, and it may not even be this episode, but that's just more preparation I've got to start doing, which I I will, and I will come back at you in a fun way because, you know, I love you, but I'm going to have to make a (laughs) comeback.
0: So anyways, Kevin Orvin says his injured hand won't keep him. In the Royal Rumble and says they need to talk face to face about the upcoming United States championship match. He invites Logan Paul to be a guest on the Kevin Irvin next week and says he hope to see Logan Paul there. What do you think is in store for this, Tyler?
1: I think it's going to be. Uh, some chaos because eventually Logan Paul is going to draw the ire of Kevin Owens or it's going to go vice versa between these two guys. Uh, Kevin Owens is intense. He loves fighting and being aggressive. So I think we're going to get a volatile situation that's going to make for some good TV. So I'm fine with Logan Paul being a guest on the KO show.
0: Absolutely. We cannot wait to see what happens Next week on SmackDown. And now we see Bailey confront the rest of Damon's control about why they didn't help her in her maps. DeConnor K explained that they didn't want to get her disqualified, then ensure her that in her plan to get Damons control all the gone. Including winning the 2024 women's Royal Rumble match is still in place. So, Tyler, what do you think of Bailey and Damon's culture? It just hasn't been looking good for Bailey in the last three weeks. Do you think this is gonna come at Royal Rumble to kick Bailey out of Damon's culture? Do you think? What decarna mean by having diamonds control control and have all the gold. Do you mean do you think it's because Dicana wants to have a tighter son once she's off the angel list? So she doesn't want to have any bad blood with diamonds control? Do you think it's just a way to Get Bailey, oh, okay, you guys still love me, and then screw her and turn their backs on her at Royal Rumble, Do you think it's gonna send up to the corner staying in, in Damon's Or do you think by then that the Damage Cachar will just be with K- Kerry, Oscar, and EO? What do you think of this? I mean, it's turning out to be very interesting in my eyes.
1: No, oh, it is, and all of these scenarios you lay out, Waylon, could happen. Uh, I could see the uh, this transpiring where it's the case of Bailey being kicked out of her own group that she founded uh, back at SummerSlam twenty twenty two in Nashville at Nissan Stadium. I, I happened to be there live, which is cool to to see the uh, Bailey and and Dakota Kai and Io uh, Sky. Actually, it was Sky and Kai, you know, I know it rhymes, but they made their return. At uh, Nissan Stadium, very cool moment. So I had to mention that. But I, I could see where Bailey, you know, she hasn't got the uh, her mission accomplished by taking care of Bel Air. Uh She's kind of forcing things on her uh, teammates in damage control that, that's causing the friction. So maybe a turn's coming at Royal Rumble. Maybe it's Bailey uh, fooling everybody else, where she, it's her Dakota and sky or maybe just her and Dakota, and they'll turn against. The uh, other members of Damage Control and we'll see a split and and somehow they can tell that side of the story. So you're right. There's so many interesting uh, twists and turns that could go on with this story. And I'm I'm just like any fan. I can't wait to see where this is going. But we're getting little nuances each and every week on SmackDown.
0: Absolutely. Before we continue on with some more SmackDown caps, we're just going to go into the comments again. Steve Fox says, go ahead now. Talk to you guys later, fella.
1: Oh, thanks, Steve. And we appreciate the feedback, buddy.
0: We absolutely do. And we will keep in touch with you for after WrestleMania. Oh, we will. And now back to SmackDown. As we saw Damage Control backstage. And now we are going to take it. To Tyler Peters.
1: You know, Lashley and the Shriek Prophets here look like a dominating trio, even after they what do. happened last week. I mean, the look at the way Lashley, this is what I mean. You've got to be patient. I've got to be patient letting these stories develop because they're intense, they mean business. Lashley kept it short and sweet on the promo. He calls out AOP and Kieran Cross due to their attack on the prophets and the almighty Bobby Lashley. And he says, hey, listen, I, I'm not for all these sneak attacks. How about we settle it face to face? Of course, I'm just highlighting the promo, what Lashley was saying. Uh, Lashley, you know, called him out. And then we get Paul Ellery, the legendary manager. Uh Man is the Road Warrior, so many other great talents, Hall of Famers, and he's a Hall of Famer himself or should be if he's not. But mm-hmm. Paul Ellering comes out, and he doesn't have to even speak. That's the art of it. He points to the, the big TV screen, the Tontron, as they used to call it. I don't know if they still use the the term now. But anyways, to the, the big video screen, and we see this great video package, uh, very dark and eerie, mysterious would be another way to, to – uh, Describe it where Kieran Cross and Scarlett are uh, putting over AOP with Paul Ellering, and it's just they're out to destroy the tag teams like the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley. You're you're on our list. We're we're targeting you. It it, it was made evident last week. So we're we're getting more of the the response by the the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley specifically representing them. But yet we're getting carrying cross and scarlet with now this other dimension with Paul Ellering and AOP returning, which I think is just absolutely fantastic because it's got Paul Ellering. I'm an old school fan myself. And to have his mind and the psychology that you're going to be able to bring into this story and make it fresh has got me happy, I'll tell you. I mean, just as much as I like AOP and Scarlett and Karen Cross and the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley, I'm just as much a fan of Paul Ellering and what he's going to do.
0: Absolutely. 100% agree with you. This was an incredible statement. I cannot wait to see where this is going to take them in the next couple of weeks, leaning to Royal Rumble.
1: Yeah, me, me as well.
0: And then we went into a backstage statement. Paul Heyman is still trying to find the bloodline attack team partner for tonight. So far, he had no luck in finding one. So we saw pretty deadly a post, Paul Heyman backstage and offered to be Solo Sakonlo and Jimmy Usher's partner. And the main event, Paul Heyman then reminds them of the bloodlines upon him, and that the fact that they only need one partner, not two, and pretty deadly excusing themselves from the conversation. What do you find of that, Tyler? They was like, OK, fine. We're leaving.
1: Yeah, pretty deadly. It was easy to uh, agree until they found out they actually had to compete against Randy Orton. Uh, la Knight and aj Siles and and team with the bloodline then it uh it, things changed uh quickly and paul heyman still was not finding any luck in in recruiting anybody to team with uh jimmy and solo so I, you know this segment was okay i, I could have done without that pretty deadly uh to be honest i knew why the segment had to be there but uh, just didn't seem to fit with Haman uh, and and pretty deadly. Taking nothing away from these guys from the UK, but the presentations uh, don't mesh enough. Uh, I just didn't like it.
0: Absolutely, one hundred percent.
1: Now this I liked. Uh, we just got done bragging about Bobby Lashley. Now Bobby Lashley wants Roman Reigns. He told Paul Heyman after Heyman tried to plead with him, saying, "Hey, I, I know you, Bobby. We we've had a past. We've had this relationship, a history." How about joining the bloodline and uh, taking on Orton and Stiles and, and LA night with the Street Prophets love the expression on the image of Montez Ford and, and Heyman too, with that, that smile, even sarcastically, it's just the demeanor of these, uh, these personalities and, and Lashley uh, declined because he, he wants, if he's going to get an opportunity and I can't blame him, he wants a shot at the title again, and he wants the tribal chief Roman reigns. So, this segment was an upgrade from the pretty deadly one that we just saw prior. Uh, I've, I've got to be honest. I mean, this is the kind of segments I wanted to see more. So than getting a pretty deadly uh, confrontation or at least meeting, it's not a confrontation with Paul Heyman. Let, let's be real.
0: Absolutely. 100%. So because of this, it's going to be the last statement for right now.
1: Well, Paul
0: Heyman. Oh, yes. Will Paul Heyman find him a tag team partner?
1: We'll just have to see. It it keeps building. That's what I love about this episode. Whether I I don't like certain segments, we we still have the intrigue, the anticipation of finding out who that's going to be.
0: Absolutely. 100%. And next
1: we get the, uh, Austin Theory versus Carmelo-Hayes matchup that was set up earlier on in the night, thanks to Grayson Waller. And Waller accompanies Austin Theory. Uh, Theory exercised command early on, and Hayes made contact, as you can see, with that kick. Uh, Both are just tremendous athletes, incredible shape, as you can see the definition in these guys. I mean, the the muscular uh, physiques. And, you know, Hayes drops theory with the fadeaway and a DDT combination. I kind of went quickly with the matchup. And and Waylon, the combination offense by both guys, but especially seeing how Carmelo Hayes can follow up with his progressions. Give me uh, some of your highlights of this matchup, and then I'll continue. But it's important to get your feedback on this match.
0: I thought it was incredible. I love how Carmelo was trying to shot austin Fairview, look at the kick to the midsection that was pretty intense
1: yeah shows you you know the, the kind of reach he must have uh when speaking of Hayes, and hey let's give theory props he, he was able to rebound and and uh get back into the matchup and use his strength uh you know the facebuster by Carmelo was so creative. I've not seen a facebuster like that. That that's what's good. These guys both created some uh, some fascinating offense and, and along with the defense, kind of like the sports analogy. But here's what happened and where it went wrong. Unfortunately, like Vinci from a week ago on Raw, accidents happen, and uh, th- that's what we're talking about. It's f- still very physical, even though it's entertainment. Both of them uh, went up to the top rope and hit badly after a Spanish fly by Austin Theory, and it had to end due to a referee stoppage. Which, like they were saying on commentary, it needed to be a necessity because you could tell the way they landed, even on the replay, that these guys were were not in a good way. Wayland, so it was uh-huh. unfortunate. We wish them the best, like Corey Gray said on Friday night. But you can just tell when things go wrong, and it's just part of it. And it's an unfortunate part, though. At the same time,
0: one hundred percent. I just hope that this continues to be interesting stories leaning into Royal Rumble.
1: Yeah, I think it will be. I think they'll still have plenty of momentum going in. Going in, part of me to Royal Rumble.
0: Oh wow, Tyler! Before we get into the main event, there's one more comment in the box.
1: There is one more. We we got one more. Okay. Oh, oh my goodness!
0: It. I I think I think you should have the privilege to read this comment.
1: Oh, it's from Waylon Mars, Logan Toddler. Excuse me, Toddler loves Logan Paul as the U.S. champion. He is his favorite of all time. I have to mess with you, Tyler. I'm paying attention to our conversation. LOL. Well, I hope you are, Waylon. And, hey, thanks for the comment. And I got to admit, I'm a fan of what Logan Paul is doing, much to the chagrin of the other co-host, Waylon Myers. Uh, So, yeah, you you got me. I I was honest during the the program, but I appreciate the comment. And I have to say –
0: Yes, we live, and yes, when Tyler's talking, doing his coverage, I have a little bit of spare time to do comments. So I'm like, hmm, see. why are Tyler's talking? I can just do a comment. And yes, I'm watching. Y- you can.
1: So there'll be uh, that time. It's so fascinating. <laughs> yeah, with this program, yeah. uh, Waylon can even pull one up on me. I mean, it's. I fail once out
0: because. If I'm talking, Tyler can actually go out to his phone and put a comment in the comments. So I have to keep an eye on myself. I have to behave. Well, you're correct. <laughs>
1: I, I might have to get you back. I told you I kind of teased there, maybe a comeback in the future at least. I, I don't know when. That's the that's the magic.
0: Yeah, we have to have fun on WrestleManiacs. That's that's oh, a you, part you of have WWE. Fun.
1: Why are you doing it? Yeah.
0: Why WWE Superstar? They. They prank each other all the time. So hey, why not? We should prank each other too by saying certain things or putting a comment down. You know, you gotta have fun somehow. Yeah, because if you don't I have fun in right. life, if you don't have fun in life, life can be boring.
1: Yeah, it can be very boring. And we're we're not for to bore anybody. We're here to to make you laugh, have fun, and. But still, take it serious when we're doing the homework on these matchups and, and segments. But not getting too overly analytical because we we want you to go back and watch it. Maybe and here's a spoiler in, in honor of Paul Heyman. You may not want to watch our show and maybe catch a replay in case you haven't uh, watched Raw or SmackDown. But uh, yeah, Tr- Miss Tracy, your mother, Waylon, the shout out in the comments. How are you, Miss Tracy?
0: <laughs> I'm behaving.
1: She's probably checking in on you. Absolutely. Is he behaving? Is he? He is. I can vouch for him. Wow. We're not
0: done yet. And we're almost to the two-hour mark. This is the longest episode we have ever recorded with WrestleMania. Me and Tyler wanted to do something different this week to bring more positivity, more fun, more in-depth conversation with matches that despire with Raw and SmackDown. And I meant to say transpire. But anyways, we just wanted to get more in-depth conversation with all the matches and bring in, like, backstage statement. Because sometimes the backstage statement or more better than what we see in the rain in the action because sometimes watching the action is boring and then hey that was more better than what we just seen in the rain
1: that's a good observation uh you're on to something uh when sometimes the backstage uh stuff is a little bit more of an improvement over the uh in ring quality but i I don't think we've had that issue uh so far on these shows I i think you can say what you want to about certain matches, uh, certain episodes, but uh, Raw and SmackDown definitely gave us a lot of time and, and some uh, pretty darn good matches.
0: Absolutely. And now, everyone, Dan, Paul Heyman, fine, a tag team partner, Pashala Sakala, and Jemmy Husa. We will find out right now with Tyler Peters. And the main
1: event. Well, here's the conclusion. Your main event, as Waylon said, we get where it was supposed to be three on three. What happened, Paul Heyman was not successful in finding a tag team partner for this, uh, what was supposed to be three on three. Randy Orton makes his entrance. And it's Solo and Jimmy Uso who attack Orton per instructions by Roman Reigns. So Solo hits Orton uh, circa the Samoan spike. Then we get a regular tag team contest two on two styles and LA night versus Jimmy and Solo. And then I'll get into the match and and just highlight it and let Waylon take over. Not an A.J. still are not getting along. They're not on the same page and it's played out in the opening moments of this contest over who will start the match for their team. Jimmy was able to get an advantage and you can't blame him. They were arguing. So why not attack them from behind and get an edge on your opponents? Knight would uh, regain momentum, both styles and not work together though. They eventually knew they had to, to have a chance to win the matchup, not fought aggressively because it's became personal between Knight, Styles, and the Bloodline, and also Orton, but he's out of the match. So Styles is so creative. His movement, it flows so uh, terrifically. I even put the word greatly. Mm-hmm. Solo takes a strong double team by both AJ with Knight, and Solo flexes his authority, and i got to credit Kevin Patrick on commentary. It was a great line, so why not? I, I wrote it down in my, my notes, and and thank you to him. AJ found an opening. Styles does not want to tag. He was stubborn. Once again, thank you, Corey Graves, for the word. Uh, didn't want to tag it in his own tag team partner. So Jimmy Uso sees an opportunity. Super kicks late night. But guess what? Orton returns to even up the odds. Orton dominates. And Waylon, I don't know about you, but I love that snap power slam. And the hate that is so classic and vintage. Randy Orton, I'm Jimmy Uso. Let me add. And then RKO. Well, I, I got ahead of myself. It, it was an RKO in Orton pins, Jimmy. There we go. I'll, I'll finally get it together. It, it happens. We Solo all make mistakes. Yeah, we do. I, I'm not worried about it. I, I meant to do that. I, I'll just uh, borrow from Urkel. Uh mm-hmm. Solo attacks Orton and, uh, Phenomenal forearm to uh, Solo, a BFT by L.A. on onto Solo. Then an RKO de Solo, because Jimmy Uso got the RKO. And it's just not a good night for the bloodline. That That's what we can tell you. And then Orton nails Jimmy with the stairs. Styles and Orton assist Night and powerbombing from what it appeared, Solo through the broadcast table. Then Heyman has to phone Roman. That's how we end the night. It was so much, even though that was actually shorter notes. It felt like it went leftier because we're giving you. I mean, we're talking a review here. We are reviewing these things, are we not? Right. So, Waylon, oh let me throw it to you, and and you, and you do it, buddy. Because uh, that's definitely I have dissected this match. All I know how. To do.
0: It just is an incredible match. Look at all these images that I gave you guys this week. We had. AJ Sire and LA9 working together to knock Charlotte out of the ring. We saw Randy Orton come back, hit J- Jimmy Uso with the s- steps. We saw AJ Sire, LA9, and Randy Orton slam Charlotte through the announce desk. That was awesome. So I think this main event was amazing. Now the question is, Tyler. Did the bloodline need a partner, or did you think that they was better off without one? Because yes, these three superstars has a history with bloodline. You don't really think that someone wanted to come team with them because they are smart. They was like, I'm not getting my ass kicked. I didn't do anything to these three guys. I'm not a Bloodline member, so why should I team with Bloodline? So did you think that it's Bloodline's fault Noah wanted to team with them in the first place?
1: I think it is their fault because there was trust issues with Heyman and the Bloodline with a lot of the talent, even with some of the other villainous characters. They they could not... uh, trust what the bloodline was up to as far as their planning. So even if they wanted to partner with them, I think they were thinking of, Hey, we got to stand across the ring from AJ Styles, LA Knight, and Randy Orton and Roman Reigns is not present. So if we disappoint the tribal chief, then you've got to have those repercussions. You also have to factor in that to the discussion. And uh, so I thought it, it, it actually didn't need it because what made it work is that Orton got attacked, and it was two-on-two, two, and then you could still see where Orton could get involved. And uh, it was a wild night, but a good uh, kind of chaos for Raw and SmackDown. So when it's, it's a good kind of chaos, that's different from the, just a train wreck or an all-out mess sometimes with some of these programs.
0: Absolutely. And they call and put a tris into this, Tyler. You know what I'm saying? Do you can you read yeah. my mind with what I'm about to say?
1: I don't know if I can read your mind. Why don't you just tell me? Because I mean I, I'm anxious like everybody else to to get your thoughts on uh, right. what the twist can be.
0: Let us know in the comments. If you're not watching now, don't worry. But let us know in the replay. What if they didn't like a twist to this storyline? So two weeks ago. The Rock returned to WWE, and at the end of his statement, he said, So I stand at the front of the table. What would have happened if during this match the tag team partner was announced as Drain the Rock Johnson? What if the Rock teamed with Jamie and Charlotte just to? attack them, and, like, turn his back and walk off, costing AJ Sire, LA Knight, and Randy Orton the full advantage of the match. What would have happened if The Rock was their tag team partner and he screwed them to send a message to Roman Reigns?
1: Uh, that would be fun. My, my only thing with having The Rock be involved in a, a match of, of this uh, type It would not be necessary Because I think people are wanting The Rock versus Roman at Wrestlemania So if if you got The Rock coming out On just a random Episode of Smackdown Taking nothing away because it's still an important episode But it kind of defeats the purpose You got to keep The Rock special Where his appearances are sporadic And you want to make Just like with Roman, he he wasn't there You You want to make it have that big fight feel and be more of an attraction, even though Roman's competing more, the rock, I, I believe what we heard and went able to bring this up during the news segment, signed a new deal, probably, you know, a special one, I'm sure. Cause he's still going to be doing his movies and, and all that he does with the the, the football leagues and and what we're hearing, the new merger now uh, that all goes with uh, his other uh, priorities, but he loves the, the business. He loves wrestling. It's been in his family and, I think the story's already there. I I don't know that you want to complicate it. I like what you were stating. I'm saying it respectfully. It's not that it wasn't a good idea, but I just don't think you've got to have the right position on SmackDown with Orton Styles and LA Knight. Let them finish their story with Roman, and then you start building or put the twist on a, a premium live event, even a Royal Rumble. Maybe you could do it. Or a, and I don't know that Roman's going to be at Elimination Chamber, so I don't know that that's going to work, uh, if The Rock will be or not. But definitely WrestleMania. As much as I like Cody, I've got to agree with something that Mickey James said. I, I think people are clamoring for The Rock versus Roman, just because that's been the dream match, the cousins. Uh, there's uh, Miss Tracy. Yeah, it's all about family. So, yeah, once again, those remarks are interesting. I, I cannot disagree or, with what you're saying, Waylon, but... I have to kind of put it into a different perspective. If I'm going to build for a big premium live event, my biggest in WrestleMania and it's in Philadelphia and I couldn't get the match in LA, then I'm I'm definitely going to want to try to get it in Philly with the rock and Roman with the bigger expectations where that story can build, even if it's within a few month period, because they were able to do it with gender, set it up where he made the comments.
0: Absolutely. So there we have it, everyone the main event of SmackDown. So that covered SmackDown and Raw. Before we continue, just one last time, this is what happened on last week's episode. I just have to say, amazing, right, Tyler? Amazing done. Amazing work by all these athletes.
1: Those shows were solid. I mean, there was a few parts that were were not par for the course, just for me as a fan. But that that's all opinions. Uh, but overall, a, a lot of pretty good matchups and and even more importantly, segments like with Logan Paul, not just with the bloodline stuff, Kevin Owens, uh, Logan Paul, Damage Control, the Three Prophets, and uh, Karen Cross's new group. Uh, with Paul Ellering and, and Scarlett and AOP and the interactions and with Punk and Drew McIntyre and what we saw out of Imperium's uh, Ludwig Kaiser. Maybe it's Ludwig. There's so many different ways they've said it as I'm, I'm preparing, but either way, Kaiser and his aggression and and so forth, and, and we're DIY the Miz and Judgment Day with our truth there, There's so much happening. Nia Jax, Rhea Ripley, Becky Lynch. And, and what so surprises are ahead fun. for Royal Rumble. Yeah, exactly.
0: And don't forget R-Truth and the Baby Judgment Days.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody can forget about Baby Judgment Day, R-Truth, anything they do. it's It's been gold. I mean, who needs has. A championship? Just, I mean, I'm serious. I, I don't normally get into the funny segments, but R-Truth, it it works. Now,
0: everyone, all you WrestleManiacs out there are... You Winnie, I can't help you guys. Tyler?
1: I'm ready. I, yeah, I'm ready. I, I don't know if I got to do Hulk Hogan, but I, I hope you're ready because, uh, yeah, we, we're we not quite done yet. I mean, we're we're making up for all this time, a three-hour show, a two-hour show, and, and to do it within this length of time is a miracle.
0: It and is, Christmas is over. Is. So. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Anyways... Who is ready for Monday Night Raw, Tomorrow Night Live at a 7 Sensor on USA Network? Tyler, we are in for some treats, right?
1: Yeah, I think we're in for some uh, more additional, you could say, great matchups.
0: We have the returning of Gunther.
1: I think it's, it's important be for to come back. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Waylon. No, I was just fine. concurring. I think it's, it's going to be important uh, going back to Kaiser because he was the remaining member for Imperium and uh, Gunther has not been very happy with uh, Vinci and Kaiser. Of course, Vinci is out injured and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he reacts to uh, Kaiser and if he's uh Enjoying what he did to uh, Kofi Kingston. So that, that's all I was going to implement there.
0: Absolutely. And then we have JD teaming up with Dominic Mysterio of the Judgment Day versus Tomasa Champa and Johnny Guggena DIY and Attack Team Ashen match. I can't wait for this. I hope DIY wins. What about you, Tyler?
1: I think uh, Judgment Day's due a victory, but uh, DIY has gained so much momentum, uh, as we saw from last week's episode of Raw. Champa winning against uh, Finn Balor, uh, JD McDonough losing to the Miz. I mean, so Judgment Day needs a win, and, and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, could be that X-Factor and all of this. So it, it's going to be uh, you know very intriguing to what these two teams are going to be able to do in this matchup.
0: Absolutely. And then we have Ginger Mahal versus Seth freaking Lowen
1: for the title, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this match. It, it could be. But hey, either way, whether it's non-title or for the title, but I, I think you're right. It is for the championship. Seth Rollins uh, always presents some uh, creative uh, movement, and then Jinder Mahal, I, I believe, is going to come with his power and not necessarily methodical because he's agile. I just think the the way these styles are going to combat it already uh, has me intrigued. We don't know
0: what's going to happen. But I'm just gonna say that I think this is gonna be the main event of law, don't you?
1: I think it's gotta be. Just knowing there's a world title on the line, I, I would hope so. I think these guys deserve, it, especially gender. I know Seth's had plenty of main events and rightfully so. But give gender Mahal this spotlight and, and put him in the main event. So I'm a, I'm assuming it, it should be.
0: Absolutely.
1: And next, we've got a tag team matchup, Waylon. It's going to be a non-title matchup. R-Truth with the Miz. Again, he's in Judgment Day, or at least that's what he believes, taking (laughs) on the uh, tag team champions. Remember, non-title match. It's the Judgment Day members of Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Uh, Waylon, give me your thoughts on this match.
0: I think it's going to be amazing. Well, R-Truth help judgment day or will he continue helping the Miz? we will find out but i felt that this is going to be an incredible matchup now if our trip does help judgment day do you think that's our truth's way of hoping to officially be in the judgment day
1: he's trying all he can to please the judgment day uh it just seems though Uh, From the last time he teamed with Miz, he actually helped the Miz, which he was actually in a team with the Miz, so it made sense. But it it can confuse you because he thinks he's in Judgment Day. So it it is very uh, entertaining, to say the least.
0: Absolutely. So one more time, live on Monday Night Raw, tomorrow night on USA Network. And now we are gonna take you over to what's gonna happen this coming Friday on SmackDown. So here we go. We're gonna have a contract signing between all four men for the fail four-way match at Royal Rumble to make in a fetcher. So we're gonna have. LA9, Randy Orton, and AJ Styles in the ring all together with the undisputed WWE champion and the wise man himself, Paul Heyman, all in the ring to make this a thought. The Royal Lumber. I think that's going to be interesting to see how this is going to turn out. Because, Tyler, you know, and I know, and everyone in the comment know, that every time there's a contract signing, there's always chaos.
1: I don't think it's going to end so uh, professionally between uh, Roman Reigns, uh, L.A. Knight, Randy Orton, nor... AJ Styles, and you got Paul Heyman factored in. Uh, something will be said, or it'll just take one subtle movement. And uh, like you said, everything's going to break loose. Because uh, if you've watched any kind of wrestling contract signings, you kind of equate it to weddings and wrestling. Uh, things seem to go uh, not in the best possible light. So, uh, you know, I'm expecting it to be chaos. Just like you said, good word.
0: Absolutely.
1: And the next matchup will be for the women's tag team titles. Katana, Chance, and Kaden Carter take on the very talented duo of Alba Fire and Isla Donna. I like both these teams. Uh, talk about a contrast in style, the darker, edgier, creepier uh, ladies from Scotland that were part of the uh, UK NXT brand and then the uh, the regular NXT brand. And then, of course, with Chance and Carter, their journey began in NXT. And we just saw where they defended and were successful in retaining Waylon, just mentioned it, against Piper Niven and Chelsea Green, who were formerly uh, the uh, women's tag team champions. So I don't know about you, but I think there's going to be a lot of uh, good psychology and, and probably mischief uh, if we're talking about Alba Fire and Don And Caden and Carter and Katana Chance are going to have to bring more of that innovative offense.
0: Absolutely, I agree with you. I cannot wait to see how this match turns out. Will we get new champs or will Cantana and Kanan still be tight team champs? We will find out this Friday on SmackDown. We'll have to see. And then we have Kevin Alvin and Logan Paul, like we saw in the statement backstage between both superstars Kevin Owens wants to set to it face-to-face and discuss their match at the Royal Rumble on the Kevin Owens, sir. Will Logan Paul show up, Tyler?
1: I think Logan Paul show up. He, he's got to. Uh, it's going to be must-see TV because Kevin Owens to invite Logan Paul even against his better judgment. Uh, You want to see more of the conflict, so it's going to make this segment uh, more impactful by having Logan Paul a part of the the KO show. And once again, uh, you said chaos for the contract signing for uh, the Fatal 4-Way at the Royal Rumble between all those uh, participants. Uh, What do you think is going to transpire as I'm laughing between Paul and, and Kevin Owens?
0: I can see... Let us know in the comments, guys, WrestleManiacs. What if Kevin Owens punched him in the other eye and gave him two black eyes?
1: Uh, he might, knowing Kevin Owens. Uh, he might just uh, give him another shiner for that other eye. That would
0: be a obvious to say the least.
1: I hope not. I, you know, just to have fun, I want Logan Paul to come out of there unscathed, at least where he can you know, have the right vision. I mean, because Kevin you Owen know just, why? Uh, everyone, is enough.
0: That's why Tyler says that.
1: You just being fair. I mean, I, I didn't see any kind of uh, kind of any funny business going on. I, I just think Logan Paul, I mean, I mean, with all due respect to the prize fighter, come on, Kevin, uh, leave Logan alone. He, he just runs his <laughs> mouth, but he backs it <laughs> up.
0: That's uh, all. Yeah. Anyways, I can't wait to see how this is going to go down. Which one's going to be better, Tyler? This or the contract signing?
1: Ooh, That's a tough choice because I, I believe they're both going to be uh, tremendous. I'm just going to have to wait and see. I, I, I can't really answer these as honestly now because WWE, uh, like a lot of promotions, but we're covering WWE, so I have to say it. Uh, are doing a tremendous job. They're they're doing absolutely terrific with the way they're conveying their stories and at least the important ones with their stars. And, I mean, look at it. It, It's star studded each and every week. We we sound redundant, but we can't help it. It's like a broken record with these days. I cannot wait with these previews, reviews, premium live events. It just keeps getting busier. The workload for preparation, doing our homework, gets more extensive. But, but I'm enjoying it. I mean, it can and be uh, tedious, link. but it, it's good. I mean, it's good. It is. It, so it's everyone, hard to find the worst of those. <laughs>
0: one more time of what's going to happen this Friday on SmackDown. And again, Monday Night Raw, we have some awesome card set for what tomorrow. So this coming yeah, we week do. with WWE is gonna be phenomenal, like the AJ Styles.
1: I was just about to say, good transition to AJ. I'm sure uh, the phenomenal one appreciates you for the compliment.
0: And like Tyler said, if some of these awesome things that transpire on SmackDown, kind of give a nice shout out to the Miz. It's
1: awesome. There you go. Can't leave out the Miz or anybody else. It makes so, sense. We're, we're discussing wrestling. Why not?
0: Yeah. yeah. So, wow, you guys. This was an epic episode of WrestleManiacs. And it was just our fifth episode. Wow, Tyler. We are five episodes in. How incredible is that?
1: I can't believe it, but hey, to get to five and then 10 and more is, is saying something. So Waylon, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of what we're doing and able to accomplish, and I feel like it's improving each and every time, and we're learning as you do in life, and I'm just having a blast. So I, I want to thank you and those who come in and, and support us and like our pages on social media and uh, and watch us on YouTube or the replays or or however you support us. It, it's been fantastic. So thank you.
0: Absolutely. This is one of our longest episodes
1: yet. Well, it's hard to believe because I, I would have thought the holiday one and then doing the, uh, the the opening episodes for the first week of January would have been longer. But this one has actually went more leftier and it's been just a regular week of Raw and Smackdown Plus news. So uh, go figure. And one more time, everyone.
0: Here is Tyler Pito's and giving you all the latest updates on our Social handles.
1: Well, thank you, Waylon, on TikTok. Remember, it's at WrestleManiacs with WT. That's Waylon and Tyler, of course. On YouTube at WrestleManiacs hyphen. Remember the hyphen, Waylon and Tyler. Facebook, WrestleManiacs with Waylon and Tyler. I'm seeing a pattern here, a trend. On Instagram, WrestleManiacs with Waylon Tyler. No, and this time. So there's no need for you not to find us because we're all over the place, as you can tell. So please, like Waylon was saying, follow us, like us, and uh, let us know how we're doing.
0: Yeah. Let us know in the comments how you guys are liking WrestleManiacs from episode one to now, episode five. We will be back next week with episode six and Tyler, not just six, seven, eight, nine. And then we will be in the double ditching.
1: Well, we will. And you've got five opportunities so far. So think about it. It keeps multiplying, adding up uh, more chances in case you you haven't had the opportunity to watch any of the, the programs. You can catch up. And don't forget, we're on audio. So these are out. If you can't watch a video, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Thanks to friends that are mutual, that we collaborate with on SJP World Media that helped uh, us out on this logo with Waylon uh, that did such a masterful job. You can listen to us on there. So I think it's important that before we forget, Waylon, to mention we're on audio as well now. Absolutely.
0: We will remember to tell you all about that every episode so that you guys can know that we are on audio, too, on Spotify.
1: Well, I think that that's always important. And, uh, hey, listen, we're, we're learning, so we're we're finally getting the socials up. And then uh, about the audio, all this is kind of new developments as well. So we want to appreciate everybody's support, uh, like Waylon has aforementioned and uh, th- there you go. I think we've covered everything. Unless there's anything else, man, we have we dissected everything. And uh, but I- I've had just a good time. I'll tell you, Wayland. Thank you. And this has been and, a lot of fun.
0: And for the comments, Steve Fox, my mom, thank you for being in the comments. Um, yeah, thank you. All. Remember, don't be afraid to leave us a comment because we will bring your comment up on air throughout the episode there might be times where we will pause bra there will be times we will pause smackdown just to show our love and respect to our viewers because that's why we do this uh to make it enjoyable for you guys while you guys are watching like we're not gonna do all oh, we're just gonna talk about what we're just gonna about talk about smackdown we're just going to talk about news and we're not going to say hi to your comments no we're not going to do that we are always going to bring your comments up
1: yeah we don't want to ignore anybody everybody is so vital to the success of this podcast and uh, we want to definitely interact with you that's one of the uh, beautiful things about youtube we can do that we have the opportunity and so give us a comment uh and share your feedback with Wayland and myself. Uh, and we, on behalf will of of love, yep. we will love for
0: you to dive into the comments and give us your takes on what you found of each match on Raw and SmackDown. And let us know what you guys are thinking. Who's going to win the Royal Rumble? Who's going to go to WrestleMania? Who's going to win the title out of the four favorite match? Let us know in the comments. It's about interacting. It's us knowing what you want us to talk about, us, and it lets us know what you want us to talk about because it works both ways.
1: It does. It, it's very important to help out in the conversation. You you all can help remind us of stuff too because you can try to write down, and even if we had a chance to re-watch these programs, it gets very tough sometimes. I mean, we're all human, so we we tend to be forgetful. So, Trust me, the comments are very beneficial. Talking and about getting an advantage, it's thanks to you all. So,
0: absolutely, it is one hundred percent. I think this week episode is about to wrap up. It was one of the best ones yet that we did. We cover a lot of awesome things that transpire in each episode. Now, I'm going to put Tyler Peter on the spot this week, and maybe next week he's going to put me on the spot. War versus SmackDown. Which brand was number one this week in your eyes?
1: It's a tough one. They both did well. I've got to give it a little bit to SmackDown this week. Just due to damage control, the bloodline stuff, Randy Wharton, uh, even though I enjoy the the punk Drew McIntyre stuff to open up Raw. And, and, and Cody Rhodes and Shinsuke, uh, you know, was good. And a lot of the women's matches. And Nia Jackson Rhea, now that I think about Raw. But I don't know. I, I just, I got to favor SmackDown.
0: Oh, this right. week, anyways. There you go, everyone. Tyler says SmackDown was number one this week in the WWE programming. Acknowledge, Acknowledge Acknowledge me. I'm surprised my go. mom's not in the comm and she will. But, anyways, guys, until next week, this wraps up
1: WrestleManiacs episode five. That's the finisher for WrestleManiacs with Waylon and Tyler this week. Be sure to ring the bell for another brand new episode that you'll soon enjoy regarding the news and highlights from WWE. See y'all next time.